Science. Hello and welcome to Probably Science. My name is Andy Wood. I'm Jesse Case. I'm Matt Kirshen. How are you, gang? Good, oh, good. doing all right. Doing all right. You're, uh, are you back stateside, Matt? I'm back stateside. I've been, I'm in LA. I've been walking the picket line the last three days. My feet hurt. Oof. Oh, so you're, you're still working at Best Buy then? Yeah, yeah. Which, which uh, well, I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm furious about yeah. Best Buy and uh, yeah, more like mm. worst buy. That's until yeah. they pay a fair wage. Um, I thought this it, was over the polo shirt color, because it's <laughs> hmm. okay. All right. Yeah, it's between us and Target. And I was going to say, yeah, whole... you guys got major beef. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, well, I mean, if uh, we should get it, do we have a do we have a guest that's we also have, involved with such things? Or we have a great guest, very excited to have one of the funniest guys in the business. You know him from the High and Mighty podcast, many appearances on Comedy Bang Bang, and the True TV show, One Hundred One Places to Party Before You Die. It's John Gabris. Yo, what's up, fam? Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's a real, there's a real glory hole element to the no video podcast recordings. You oh know? yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like we're just in a dark jack shack together. And uh, how many, uh, how many glory holes do you think, pe- like people have thought this is an empty glory hole, but it's just two guys kind of mouth to mouthing that don't realize it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just kind of breathing at each other through a glory hole. Uh, it's like, oh uh, man, it feels good, but there's no cock for some reason. <laughs> well, I mean, is how do you know which side's the the cock side? Is there a special knock? All right. Well, like- I didn't want I didn't come on to be the guy who's the expert on this as a uh, but. Uh, yeah, you immediately usually, went glory hole. You immediately. Yeah. There's usually writing on the stall, like you know, a little sharpie on the stall will let you know. You know this. You know. This is a giving stall or a receiving okay. stall. Yeah. Okay. Michelle gotcha. Silverstein. Uh, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> the giving stall. <laughs> well, I, I read that to my little brother every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Lois Lowry. Very famous. Uh, I. I <laughs> um, all right. That checks out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I've, right, always wondered, so, uh, I've always wondered how that anything puzzle to plug is before we wrap this thing up. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. I think that does it. Well, that's my that's the science experiment you guys asked I do before I come on. I th- I don't think I fully understood the email, but um, you know, <laughs> sure. I've got a ton of video and audio from my sessions at these. Uh, I guess we'll just play it after this. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. I I didn't know what double blind meant. I thought it was a <laughs> glory hole. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thought we were doing glory holes. What's going on? <laughs> um, oh, where do we go from there? I have no idea. Yeah, no, John, you were saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. I got it from here, boys. Don't worry. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, no, you're saying how awkward it is with no video. That's Yeah, no, saying. it's yeah, it's a little I I'm 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 rapidly becoming okay with it. Uh, I googled photos of all of you guys. I printed them up real quick. And <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, good. Yeah. Now I could just start lightly roasting you based off headshots from 07. So let's get sure. let's go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah mine mine yeah. might be that old. That is actually yeah. pretty accurate. Yeah. No, I'm uh I'm loving the no video thing. First of all, I like I, uh, today is day 8 of me being like quite ill. Oh. Uh, well, it's just a it's a head cold. I've been testing negative for COVID, but it is so much worse than when I had COVID. I can only speak for myself. I'm not saying I have a worse virus. I'm just saying me personally uh this has been horrible. And this thing, but it's been like, uh, you know, when you, you're really sick, you like don't take care of yourself. You'll realize like 
if you have a horrible cold, you'd be like, ah, three days went by, you didn't have a shower or whatever. So I'm having like this, the worst, like acne, horribleness. Like, I don't want to face the world for, it's going to take me like a couple days to get my shit together. You know what I'm saying? It's so weird. It's so weird when you're sick, how you'll like, like eliminate all these things that are a major part of you're like, I feel like shit, I can't do. And then when you've like power up and like take a shower you're like oh shit i feel much better or like oh i finally choked down food i feel much better it's yeah. like a weird like your body's saying don't do any of that or your brain is saying don't and then when you do it your body's like oh we all right you got us that's there a, that's, that's a great point super- yeah i just don't have the energy to do the things that will give me energy <laughs> well totally it's like it's like uh when you're when you're sick it's like all the symptoms of depression without the depressed part right yeah you know what i mean um, you're you like you self-isolate you're just in a blanket like you're, you're just in a robe watching like a i did like a paul newman marathon oh that's kind of that's kind of great the the yeah, salad no, dressing yeah yeah i did <laughs> i did a bunch of chugged uh, it bottle after bottle well no because i was too sick to go do the glory hole thing and uh so i did my own experiments i did a dressing a dressing situation um it was great you sure it's not covid by the way you got the test I got. I tested all willy nilly. Okay. Because I know that there's a new sub 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 variant that's very like coldish and also involves pink eye. This is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah that's no, the they, one I got at the glory hall. That's sure. the one I got. That's for what sure. I got. Okay. Yeah. I gotta, wait, hold on. Let me go tell my wife it's COVID. I'll be right back. Yeah, I got COVID. It's COVID. <laughs> uh, honey, I told you it was COVID. Oh, thank God, it's only long COVID that I have. Yeah, that's, both eyes. Put, I got COVID in both eyes. It's crazy. The like, glory hall full of like submariners. Just using it as a periscope, just putting their eye up to it. <laughs> Are there pranksters who put like black paint around the hole? Sure. <laughs> <Like> shoe polish. <laughs> there are also, you got to be careful. There are also pranksters who paint holes on stalls so you jam your dick really hard. Yeah, Wiley yeah. Coyote style. Yep. Yep. The old Looney Tunes. We've all, we've all fallen for a Looney Tunes mouth in our day. <laughs> the, old, the old Acme hole. Horrible. Oh, my God. If, if AI can give us anything, can it just give us that version of Looney Tunes? Like with authentic art. <laughs> Like, really true to the original. <laughs> Finally, AI doing what the Lord's work. Super graphic family guy porn. <laughs> Thank you, yeah. AI. <laughs> yeah. Why, why did... I, I've heard this from a friend. Uh, why is it... Why are family guy and the Simpsons always cropping up with, like, fan fan art uh, sla- slash fic, I guess? What, what do you call... Pornographic reinterpretations of uh, yeah. I think that yeah. might be called hentai specifically. Sure, yeah. <laughs> the guy in Simpsons hentai. Why I, I feel so uncomfortable with how confident I've responded about both glory holes and hentai in the first five minutes of this podcast. You guys can't see me, but I'm holding two katanas and have like a ponytail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I know you're exhausted from May the Fourth. Oh um, yes. Yeah, I put up two hours of green screen lightsaber video go nuts guys (laughs) yeah i uh i it is interesting that some fandoms are way more into like uh fan porn they're they're way more into weird erotica than other you know and and even like a certain bands you know you follow any like certain bands on reddit what example uh like uh like ramstein What's People right are the name. Uh, no, sorry. Yeah, I'm sure tons of listeners do follow Ramstein on Reddit, but I don't personally. So if you could explain it a little, that would be 
They're like this. Just, How does one end up following a band? I don't. I don't. I, I don't follow. No, I don't follow Ramstein. I follow other things that get linked a lot. To, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, always, yeah. No, but it's like yeah, people. Uh, anything. The Smurfs. It doesn't matter. Like, there's gonna be someone's doing porn of it, and it's weird. But there is what's a, that called? Like Rule seventy two or Rule forty seven or some like stupid Rule of the Internet or something like that. Where yeah. if it exists, there's porn of it. I think oh, it's a prime number. Yeah. I forgot what the number is, but I I could be wrong. Yeah, there's porn of it. There will there <laughs> when it when it dies, there will be heaven fan fiction of it. Um, you know, rule thirty four, not prime. Unfortunately. Oh, I th- okay. I just I thought I had forty three in my head for some reason. Ooh, yeah. I'd, I'd, that's a high prime number. I'm a big. This is my. <laughs> I guess the one podcast to be like that is a good prime it's number. Forty three is one of the best primes. It's up. It's there. up there. Yeah, it's right up there with Optimus. I think. I, if I was gonna forty three yeah. prime. Maybe that's I, maybe that's our new podcast where we just go through each prime number in turn and decide whether it's good or not. Yeah, we've got uh, infinite episodes in the can. We got this podcast called Pi. Um, we we do a digit every week. Um, you can call it Prime Primes. <laughs> is this Prime Prime? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Subprime. <laughs> this is a poor Prime. I mean, so I don't. Yeah, I don't know the Simps- the Simpsons Family Guy. Why people are doing that? Are they? Uh, I mean, are they mashups? Are they? They are these characters hooking up with each other? I just. Or do they not. stick to their own cartoon? You know, you sometimes, from what I hear, you, you see a rendition of a Marge, a, a naked Marge Simpson, for instance. Sure. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know what 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 started that. Why we don't have that of all? I guess the yeah. Animation that, thing that was, was like easy. OG, like searching like AOL porn. You could find like in the nineties. You could find you know Marge's Blue Bush pretty easily. <laughs> right. Yeah. Man, yeah, yeah, man. You're I'm also 41, a Primus fan. So yeah, I... we're both both huge Primus fans. Um, Marge's blue uh, Marge's bush. big brown bush. <laughs> big blue bush. Marge's big blue bush is my favorite weird owl. It's very it's very obscure. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen the Family Guy uh, Simpsons stuff. Well now I'm now I'm I, I've I've taken over the Gabriel's role now. It's like uh, no, I, I didn't mean to bring that up. I don't know how that. Well, know. no, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I've 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 seen plenty of there's weird... live action Simpsons porn where they're like painted yellow and shit. Oh god, like, yeah. There was a Thirty Rock porn that when I was at Thirty Rock uh, came out. Like I was I played a non speaking writer on the show. A.K. I was an extra. But uh, the, a, like a live action Thirty Rock porno came out. Like that, that, I mean, obviously that's live. That would be a weird thing to make animated. Right, right. <laughs> this person is just pushing the limits here. Yeah, well, actually, that that feeds into something that's in the news, also related to the writers' strike. Did you guys see the article in Hollywood Reporter asking, "Can AI write a funny Thirty Rock scene?" Oh man, these motherfuckers! Mm. These deadline and and all the there and Hollywood Reporter. These guys are fucking. Pigs. <laughs> oh, I've been. I've seen. I've seen all their headlines, like um, the the crazy ass headlines where they're just trying to get the public mad at the writers. Yeah, you know, like I'm like, hey, you miss SNL this week? Here's what you're missing. <laughs> like, oh, Kieran Culkin. Like people, like beloved internet people. It's like Kieran Culkin and uh, Jennifer Coolidge were supposed to do SNL, but the writers wouldn't let them. Yeah. Well, now they're just <laughs> yeah, they're making shit up. Like I, you know, I heard at the VMAs, Taylor Swift was gonna do a new tune, but she, uh, <laughs> just, you know, just get every fan base mad at writers. <laughs> Well, this is a pro writer article that they're just asked. They're 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 asking ChatGPT to write this Thirty Rock scene. Obviously, it's bad, and then they're having writers comment on how it's bad. 
But like after reading it, I'm like, you guys are bad at props because then I went on ChatGPT and made a much better Thirty Rock scene by just also <laughs> making sure that it like has jokes tailored to each character's personality. <laughs> you just ask it to do that, and it's right. better. Like, right. <laughs> Wow, that's going to be the studio execs. All right, great work, ChatGBT, but can we take a pass where we make sure each joke is a little more stuck to the character? Uh, yes, we can, and then repeat the exact thing that person asked for. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wonder about, e even if the creative dystopia happens to humanity, I wonder about these execs' abilities to even prompt it in a creative way. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're gonna hire. They're hire one scab writer who like has a vote. Yeah, who's like good like... at prompting it, <laughs> and that. Yeah. It's just yeah, gonna be. What's the uh, the? Is it Riker, one of the Star Trek Next Generation? That Twitter handle. It's just um, him as if he's googling things as tweets. Got him messing it up. It's just describing a Twitter <laughs> account is the best form of comedy, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, you're you're in the pocket here, brother. You sure. Yeah. <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> no, any anything Jonathan Frakes related, I'll uh, I'll give yeah. it a follow. It's a solid beard. Um, yeah. Actually, yeah, I just yeah. I just posted another article in Hollywood Reporter because for the first time the is it AMPTP yes AMPTP did break their silence on AI because this was one of the negotiating points in in the strike mm. demands. Well, um, first let's so, uh, a lot of our listeners are for and let's explain what's going on. Oh, sure. Okay. So actually, Matt should explain because he's the only one of us who's, I believe, ever had a guild job. Is that correct? I, uh, I, am, I am an emeritus member. I have had oh, I and mean, lost guild status. Yeah. I didn't mean, I, I, sorry, I, I didn't mean to include you in that shot. I was just saying. Oh, you didn't I mean to it. include me. Sorry. I, meant, I, oh, I, I assumed you were in the guild. Uh, sorry. Either of you could talk about it. I'll leave it. No, no, no. Yeah, well, Let's I'll, let I'll, Matt. I'll, I'm I'll tell out. you something that Andy, Matt, and I, all three of us can talk about is, is without the Writers Guild, you know what you get? You get ridiculousness. That's what you get on TV 24 hours a fucking day. Yeah, and, I was on Guy Code, so I understand. Yeah, you get. Yeah, all three of us worked on that show, and it's uh... yeah, and that's and and that's the argument here, turning it into a gig economy like that, where it's like you don't even have the Wi-Fi code, you get fired, and you know. But and I don't even get how this whole business works because I'm 10 years into a writing career in which I've never been within spitting distance of a guild job, so I don't know. I'm not a scab, right? It's just all these shows are cheap, and they've been just hiring me, and I do it because it's what we all do. And then our job yeah. title is like, uh, you know, some kind of producer. Bullshit. Yeah, they give you creative a creative consultant, consultant. They give you a loophole host job producer. Title, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dialogue producer. I I made my bones in all the like pseudo unscripted shit game shows and fucking panel shows and talking head shows. So I'm very familiar with the titles you get of like arguing for like comedy producer. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the coolest one I can get, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, talk us through it. So Matt. yeah, what's, what's going what's on? Going what on? broke down? What happened? Because, Matt, All you've right, been out well, there, uh, you've been picketing. Well, okay, so the, I'll try and keep this as short as possible, but every five years, I might even be wrong about the number of years, but every four or five years, there is an agreement, there is a there is a minimum basic agreement between the Writers Guild and the association of all the main producers. Like, So basically all the big networks and studios have an agreement with the Writers Guild that, that says basically this is what you can and can't do, this is how much you have to pay writers, these are the minimums, these are the ways you have to treat them in these different situations. Right. And it gets renegotiated every, again, I could be I think it's every five years. Um, right, it's like the debt ceiling. And, it's like... Uh, yeah, it, it kind of... Yeah. And so basically every every five years, it like they go into a negotiation 
they they first go out the writers go out to all the members and say like these are the things we're going to push for like what's important to you what you what should we push for we have meetings and then the negotiating committee sits and the writers down. guild's a union we should explain it's a labor union yeah exactly uh, and yeah. then they and also by the way these these things also happen with SAG the the which is SAG after which is the actors union and also the directors guild uh, but the writers go first so the writers kind of like take the the shit on this so um so they have different agreements about different things and and it basically every time it sort of comes to a head and it's just like are you gonna you know they the right the negotiating committee has their demands the uh the producers have their counters and hopefully they meet somewhere in the middle that everyone's reasonably satisfied with uh but this time around like in 07 there is a very very big gap between the two columns that we were sent right. out of like this is our negotiating position and this is their response so 07, of- 07 was about it was mainly about residual like streaming residuals right it was like when all that it first popped off well I don't think resi- uh, streaming was so new. That's only two years after YouTube yeah, was. Streaming. That was about ca- cable residuals, I believe. Right? Yeah. Okay. Cable yeah. residuals. I, I will. I also wasn't in the writers' guild at that point, so I'm not. I wasn't as familiar with that. But um, yeah, I was. I was like, I knew it was happening esoterically. Yeah, a- AI is one of the talking points here, but bigger talking points are things stream, like mini room. St- Streaming, streaming, game. and yeah. mini rooms, where basically they find ways to instead of having like a room to create a show, they'll have like a mini room that breaks the story and does like a bulk of the work, but only counting as un- a low-level staff writers. And then they'll basically get rid of that room and bring in writers to actually write the script, which gets around a bunch of the ways of paying them what they're meant to be paid for actually creating the show. So that's one of the things. And the other thing is another one of the big, big things, like you said, is streaming, where like Netflix still counts as new media. Right. Netflix is still which is a lower. Media. It's a lower pay rate. And it's a lower pay rate, and it doesn't. They have are residuals. media. They are. They yeah. are not. Yes. They are not. They are no longer new media. New media. Uh, I I could jump in here too. New media has like the buyout for residuals on that is in act in SAG, uh, which I'm a more active member of, and the Guild is like a dumb annual buyout because it used to be for like. And then the show goes on YouTube or the show goes on NBC.com and you get an extra right. thousand bucks or whatever, 1200 bucks. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it has like that, or, or like, like, you know, the old original days of web videos where it's just like someone has a website that puts some videos on there and they're like flash animations and stuff right. like that. In, instead, right. of, uh, instead of multi-million uh, dollar huge yeah. shows. You know, exactly. So Netflix like... still counts as that even though they're making like Scorsese movies and right. <laughs> they're winning Oscars and Emmys. and like, Right. So the writers are still getting paid as if they're writing for a YouTube series or whatever yeah or at least like the minimums are way you know there are people you can negotiate higher rates but the minimums are much much lower because it counts as new media and like john was saying there's no there's no kind of understanding of what residuals so normally if your show is on nbc and then they show it again on nbc and then they and then it gets rebroadcast on like uh comedy central or something else like any each of those times you're meant to get paid for your work because they're profiting from your work you should get paid from it but on netflix there's kind of no it's just up there and there's also they hide their figures as well so there's no right. way to know whether something's been watched by you know watched a, a few hundred yeah ten thousand times or 10 million times right well um, is this related to i mean i'm sure it is i don't quite get uh, when shows get killed off soon after they are like what's that thing in the first three weeks where you'll have to pay people behind it more if you keep Hi, it alive. Hang on a second. I think Mike, one of my cats is about to do something incredibly dumb. Oh. Sorry, I just carry on. 
No, I just <laughs> like that's a very specific. Hold on, I've never heard that. Oh no, he's buying crypto. <laughs> oh, God. My fucking cat just bought so much crypto. Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, okay. all right, I've closed that. Just, just to give you a brief diversion. So. Holly's big suitcase from our travels is still in the living room and it's empty but it's standing up on its wheels Mm -hmm. and the front pocket was slightly unzipped and Kevin the smaller of the cats was standing on top of there and he was about to dive into the front pocket which would then probably tip over oh oh my god (laughs) man he still managed to get it over did I tell you guys it's a diversion within the diversion (laughs) diversion within the diversion (laughs) is my wifi was out one time my wifi my wife, I, um, so I went to a Starbucks with my uh, laptop, you know, in my backpack. I just grabbed my backpack, went to Starbucks, and I opened up my backpack, you know, and got my got my laptop out or whatever and got it set up and then went up to order a drink. And as I'm ordering, I hear somebody go like, what? And then somebody goes, aw. And my fucking cat had been asleep in my backpack. <laughs> And was like running around this Starbucks. And I had to, because she's the same color as the backpack. They're both black, like you can't see her. And uh, it was nuts, man. Total stowaway. So you're lucky Kevin got out, you know, because Sylvia, like, did it, she did it, pulled a Shawshank. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope that wasn't too stressful, but that is a cool. Uh, it was story. stressful, but she came. I mean, she wasn't. She came back over to me and stuff, and everybody thought she was super cute. But then, like, I couldn't have her in there. Uh, and, you know. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad. I'm glad so Kevin didn't get in there. Yeah. Yeah. So short version. Yeah, that's what that's what a lot of the strike is about. It's about basically. The world has moved on, and the corporations, like like most massive corporations, are trying everything they can to reduce the need to treat workers fairly. And they're, you know, they're merging, and they're finding ever increasing ways to try to turn staff jobs into gig jobs. Right. And right. And then, yeah, and much then like also- every other. Oh, sorry. Much like every other <laughs> yeah. sector of society, there's yeah. like no middle class left in Hollywood in a way. Like, it, exactly. You're, you're and this, either this- Ben Yoffin Weiss or Brad Pitt or Aniston or you're me who's on Cobra Health Insurance after hosting like three seasons of TV shows. Like, right. Like, there's like you can't just be like I'm a guy who gets by and I live in Sherman Oaks or Van Nuys in right. a house and I write a couple of movies a year. Like that shit doesn't exist anymore. You yeah. either got to be like a billionaire. That I mean, these motherfuckers are also like having to come up with gin companies and like what and f- cell phone companies <laughs> and shit. Like that they're, they're clearly need more money too. Like Ryan Reynolds is one of the best highest paid actors in Hollywood and he's making all of his money fucking outside of Hollywood. It's, right. It's, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, one of the few, the, the, if you look at the list of like the, the billionaire musicians, of which there are only like 10 or something, it's mostly like Rihanna from her fashion line. And, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cabo Wabo Tequila. His, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody makes any money doing, you know. It's like, uh, yeah, it's weird. Like, like, it's weird that if you were just Deadpool, you wouldn't be that rich. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> not enough. <laughs> not enough. No, I mean, I, I re- I'm I'm old enough to remember I, they were they were the dudes when I the headliners when I was first starting out. But like in stand up, you could you could have a middle class income. You know, you could go and you could do morning radio and then you uh, tour around or whatever, and you you have a middle class income. And now it's like everyone's so loaded or very very broke. 
Right. Yeah. It's you. You either everyone has a survivor job, and then there's a few people who are like, I do nine shows this weekend in Tennessee, and uh, <laughs> I'm I have upsetting point of view, and I make a fucking million dollars a year or whatever. You know? Sure. Sure. Oh Christ. <laughs> yeah. God. Sure. Sure. It's then, uh, it's very weird. The thing I was asking about is that that the the mass removal of all those shows from various platforms that I think were just like tax write-offs essentially that's unrelated to this right that's just a way that people can write down like I'm taking a loss by well, acting like it, this one it, show it, never it existed isn't, it isn't. I, I think I don't want to I don't want to misspeak on this one but I, I think that is something that is outside of the possibility of the writers guild doing anything about it in the negotiation yeah but it is related to the fact that the reason why they did that is because of like massive mergers between HBO and Discover uh, like it's now like one big company that's a, you know, all of these companies are basically over to, over the last few years conglomerating into just like <laughs> a f- three massive blobs that contain all of entertainment. Right. I feel like and, ev- every now and, and then, part though, of that they, restructure, yeah. I think every now and then they forget to pull it for the tax write off. Like someone forgets to file the paperwork, and then you and then you just randomly have like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. And you're like, I guess that's a movie that's that's out. <laughs> that's good. Like everyone forgets to pull it, and then it's just in theaters, and everyone's like, all right, fuck yeah. Well, they are they are lightly tied because lifting a show off of your uh, service, whether it's yes, albeit for tax purposes, on, but it also is saves you a year's worth of residuals on. If and especially, right. I feel like a lot of these streamers were sitting on huge libraries. If the residual structure were to increase in, in on benefit of the actors, writers, and directors, that would cause their like annual upkeep of just having these shows on their services to go up and I feel like they see that in the long run like that's the main obviously they're going to fight to not pay more residuals but there is an element of like well if we get shit off the, like and I feel like it's also now I, and this is me just getting in my uh, anti-corporate conspiracy brain but it also feels like a little show of force too of like we'll fucking not even put out Batgirl <laughs> motherfucker like oh, right. you think you want to strike bitch we'll just fucking lift what What do you like these cartoons from uh, pe- uh, people of color and uh, creators who are not like uh, white straight guys gone peace later fucking deal with that you know that and was a fe- crazy move yeah yeah and it feels like we're ready. They're ready to be villains. Like the optics have never been more clear. They have like two hundred million dollars salaries, and and writers are saying like, can we have a middle class back? Like and so like, they are they're bad guys on paper. So they like they don't have to worry. Like they could just lean into that. Unfortunately for us, there's no downside to them at this point. Yeah. I mean, is as painful as it is. Will this? Do you think lead to another cool era? You know of. Like Party I mean, if down they, and um, no, Dr. no, Horrible. I mean, no, I mean, like, uh, like the seventies, where oh, like oh, it was okay. like all indie films, but they were really good, and then then they became blockbusters, and then you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. like uh, like the studio system changed. It was it was like that golden era system, and then it completely broke, and then it was like. Um, you know, let's make Dog Day Afternoon. It'll be fucking weird. You know, <laughs> like, like I don't know, man. But have you gone back and watched some of those seven? Like, I know everyone loves the seventies, so I, I binged some Hal Ashby movies, and like, they don't all hold up. Yeah, Harold. No, Mott's of course they don't. They don't like, hold up. Of course, yeah. of course not. But uh, the the exciting thing about 
I keep watching movies from like the 90s that I thought sucked when I was a kid and now like having, you know, 20 more years of movie going experience. I'm like, we didn't know how good The Negotiator was when it came out. Like, I can't believe. Uh, I mean, I shouldn't have chosen a Kevin Spacey movie as an example there. <laughs> Talking about aging poorly. Sure. Let me be frank for a second here, guys. <laughs> sure. No, the 90s were great. I mean, Jesus, there were so many fun. Even like the Pulp Fiction knockoffs were good. Like, Go right. was a great movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And then like the that weird um I, I'm sure people have done theses on this like the the fear of y2k the fear of the changing the millennium change and like how that affected our pop culture so you had like this Donnie Darko and virgin suicides like you had this <laughs> right. late 90s run of weird shit that was uh really cool oh yeah like I just read a book like about all the movies that came out in 1999. And it's like, it's fucking stacked to the gills. Like, and I guess I just, I didn't even, it's one of those things like when you watch a Seinfeld episode and you're like, oh, all three of these plot lines are from one episode. Like these references I make in, in, and that's what it felt like reading this book. I was like, holy shit, this many movies came out. I didn't all see them all in 99, but they've all had big impacts on me since. It was just a fucking wild ride. I wish I could remember the best movie year ever or something like that. I feel like in 97 through 99, because then you can include like, Boogie Nights, Rushmore, uh, 98 had, what's the amazing 98 movie? Oh, Waiting for Guffman, 99 has like Matrix, and I guess American Beauty didn't age so well, but... Uh, Here, let me, let me. Um, um, I've got the best movie year ever opened up. Fight Club, Matrix, Office Space, Election, Blair Witch, Sixth Sense, Being John Malkovich, Jesus. Phantom Menace, American Beauty, Virgin Suicides, Boys Don't Cry, Best Man, Three Kings, Magnolia. Those are all 99s. <laughs> you could probably pull a Phantom Menace out of that list, but yeah, sure. No, but I guess <laughs> I guess just for like sheer fucking spectacle, like right, that right. coming out was a huge thing. It ended up, unfortunately, you know, teaching yeah. me about disappointment at the age of 17. But right. it was uh, it was a fucking huge. I waited out to buy. I cut school to and waited in line in a, in my mom's beach chair to buy tickets with a buddy. And then we went back the next day and we're just <laughs> lying to ourselves the entire walk oh, home. Like, exactly. So like your your mom had a her own beach chair, but you didn't have one? No, like, yeah. My kid? mom and dad had beach chairs. We Where'd you our, have to sit at the beach? On our boogie boards. <laughs> our boogie board my mom <laughs> if I could quote my dad. I'm not buying you a fucking boogie board and a beach chair. You can sit on your goddamn boards. <laughs> okay, thanks, Dad. He's when a cool guy. When you're raising your own family, you can get a fucking chair out here. <laughs> yeah. When you have your when you bring your own sand to the fucking beach, you can do it. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Thank you. You're. This is. Yeah. I'm gonna bring this up in 30 years, Pop. <laughs> I hope you're happy. Yeah. Well, but yeah. before we get into stories, I also want to like plug, speaking of streaming, glad to see something that hasn't been pulled that is amazing. You can now see on HBO Max, uh, originally True TV show of yours, 101 Places to Party Before You Die. It's so fun, so hilarious. Uh, oh, I appreciate that shout out. Yeah, and, and non-union, so no reason to fucking rip it off the network. We're not making any more money off of it. So that, that rules for them, I guess. <laughs> so is there, wait, there's no back end for you guys? Um, I don't know how that stuff works either. As the Yeah, host, like, that's the problem. Uh, non, it would have to like make money, prove it made a certain amount of money, then like we have points as as executive producers and creators but like that requires the network to go like oh yeah we've reached profit time to let you guys in on sharing which they would just never do yeah they, they like do right. their and, own ma- magic lawyer and maths to sort you out yeah it's like classic hollywood accounting where there's loads of cases of 
there's lists of famous films online that uh like um men in black one has never made a profit Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> right. Yeah, like Frank Darabont like took the fucking uh, took AMC to task uh, over The Walking Dead. They were like, "Yeah, no, no." They're like, "He's like, you have five fucking spinoffs. Your whole network is built around it. I think you owe me a few bucks." And then it ended up being like in the millions. <laughs> oh yeah, because like I, I remember Ed Solomon who wrote uh, Men in Black like sarcastically tweeting about how how charitable it was of them to make a fourth one given how poorly it's done financially <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> man that's fucking awesome <laughs> just like gambling addicts just chasing that oh this is gonna be the one <laughs> yeah this time, this time men in black number four is finally gonna turn a profit for the, network, for the studio man so yeah that's uh, HBO Max 101 places to party before you die are there even 101 different Dave and Busters locations uh, <laughs> so, well you guys you just can, go to every Dave and Busters yeah you can kill yourself at a closed Dave and Busters uh, at, so it that's how we get to like you can get up to 88 just doing Dave and Busters but the last like uh, <laughs> you know the last 13, 23 or whatever, you got to go fucking old school. You got to, yeah. unfortunately, you got to, this was formal, this is like land that was once a Dave and Buster's. Yeah. Right, uh, right. Dave and Buster's land acknowledgement before the episode starts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be so, you're at a wedding and someone's like, before we get started, just like to say that we are on uh, Dave and Buster's land, if you will. I do that for every former Pizza Hut. Yeah, no, man, I, I, uh, I accidentally popped up, um, this is so weird, but when I was when I was uh, doing the mortician business, I, I accidentally built a graveyard on an old Pizza Hut, and we were haunted. <laughs> uh, this is Pizza Hut land, and it was horrible getting haunted by the buffet. And... <laughs> oh man, I found my Pizza Hut buffet card from 2002 when I used to go. <laughs> during That's lunch way hour. late. That's way late. <laughs> <laughs> What what do you mean the buffet card? If you did five buffets, you get a free one. This was a five dollar lunch to start with. I don't know why I was itching to get a free five dollar <laughs> lunch. I was a younger man. This is my first job out of college, and uh, yeah, it was across the street from my office. And pizza buffet, you know, for five dollars, you could do worse. If you choose to make good yeah, choices, of course, of course, you can you can have salad. You can do that. Uh, yeah, dude. No, your my mom used to take us to the Sizzler ninety nine cent buffet, and it was <laughs> disgusting. I even as a kid, a sit fat- on your boogie board, eat your food, <laughs> eat your Sizzler, <laughs> bring uh, the boogie I- board inside. I'm I'm pretty I'm a pretty big dude and I grew a lot at 18 but I was never small and I had to be like 15 at Sizzler being like yeah I'm a kid like I'm 12 and my mom's like he's 12 what don't eat and I'm like God I got to do this to eat and I was a fat pig and I knew what I was eating was disgusting and I'm just, and I- <laughs> Ooh. Doing age cosplay. That's, yeah, looking at a giant lollipop. Yep, just a little kid coming in here. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Nah, I had a similar... Yeah, I, I'm from a similar uh, buffet-favoring family. Every, every now and then, you know, you'd get... Uh, if it was your birthday or some shit, you'd go to a Ryan's. You ever do that? You remember Ooh, Ryan's? No. Our big... Our, our, we went to Chinese buffets on Long Island. That was a big one, like okay. Dragon Buffet, or the other one. The big one we liked the most was called China Buffet. Like it was the most unspecific name. It was the name of the restaurant. We're like, you can go to China Buffet and not eat the buffet, but that makes no sense. You right. just eat like a tray of General Tso's and crab legs at like twelve years old and have gout in junior high. <laughs> Fucking rolls. <Yeah. laughs> Juvenile onset gout. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's pre-gout, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should get into some science stories. Sure. Um, before we do, we always ask our guests, what, if anything, is your background in science? And that could be anything at all from a class you liked or hated to blowing things up in the woods with friends. Um, anything uh, fu- sciencey. Funny you should ask. I'm like, uh, you know, uh, I was a biology major for one semester. Um, I... Went to college, declared as a biology major. Switched to radio, TV, film. That's how old I am. Radio was in my major. <laughs> um, but I, uh, I was always a big science head. I took all AP science courses. I had like 15 or 18 science credits when I graduated uh, high school. I took AP psych, AP physics, AP bio, uh, and AP chem. I love I loved science still do big fan I like dream of a job of like a Mr. Wizard or a magic school bus for adults that I get to like do in some way dude you I, should be doing that yeah that's I, I've always been a fan of science I love I love it so much I like my brain works in a weird way where I remember all this stupid bullshit I learned yeah, back in the day 101 formulas to solve before you die <laughs> 101 just... formula 101 uh, labs to party and like I just keep I clearly have a substance abuse issue i keep like we're gonna get fucking bombed here at the jonas sock institute it's gonna be fucking sick dude and when not no one's going home with penicillin polio partio is what it's gonna we're gonna do we got it all right let's do this let's fucking do this i'm gonna smoke so much weed out of this fucking iron lung right now on this bookie i'm at the seed vault where they're doing things their own way it's me guy fietti for laboratories and drives <laughs> so did you stick with any of the science then after high school as far as actual classes or just an interest now in- by the time I, I my freshman year i took like uh, i didn't have to take science classes as a science major uh to start so i was like oh i'll just fucking d- uh, do a little dabble do and then uh, uh like immediately was like oh i just found like like the path of least resistance you know i was like joined an imp this is like my sliding doors where i decide to not help society in any way i'm like i'm gonna be a scientist (laughs) of some sort and it's like whoa short form improv let me switch to a tv and film major i'll work at vh1 in 2004 that'll be my addition to society so yeah i i uh, i did know i i never i never stuck with it i i mean i i run the jeopardy science categories pretty well Uh, yeah. Uh, every once in a while but otherwise no and and i'm like mad at myself so like when andy dm'd me i was like i'm in science got it <laughs> and i was like hey let me find out the premise of their podcast it could be just like one of those like that's just our imp- like that's the name of our crew or whatever i'm like whoops <laughs> but i was so amped that it was about science i just said yes sight unseen and still haven't seen you sometimes. fucks so it's crazy yeah yeah <laughs> by the way speaking of jeopardy no, it's called like- probably science it is an evangelical podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah. and uh, um, we're an evangelical improv crew. Um, it's called Probably Science. It's a pro-police podcast. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. oh By the way, did you uh, ever get in the running for Celebrity Jeopardy? No, I I don't even I'm not even a celebrity in my family. So like uh, I gotta I gotta juice up a little. But I would I would love that. I would love to get to that level of. That's the only level of fame I want is just like the fame that gets you invited to dumb shit. You know right, I want to do right. Family Feud. I want to like, oh uh, come to this like help us open a fucking uh you know Denny's in Montana or some shit. I just want like 
I, I know I'm not going to be I'm not going to ever be like millionaire level. And of course, that comes back to what we were talking about. But I'm never going to be like millionaire level celebrity. I just want to be like he's I, I've stacked a few interesting experiences with my minor celebrity dumb. And I'd like to just keep that going, you know, like uh, free continental breakfast. You know, like that's the level of shit I'm looking for and, sure. and proud to have it. <laughs> I would kill for that. Yeah, I, th- I think like the level of fame you want to achieve is where people don't know where they recognize you from. So oh, hell yeah. Pe- people are like coming up to you, but they think they think you went to school together or something or like, oh, um, man, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you friends with my brother? But but it's because <laughs> like you're, you're just under that level. Like you're you're in their head somewhere. But then you can just, you know, I think that's that's perfect. Yeah. Free continental breakfast level. Yeah, like a guy, like when the when the the bud tender goes like a a big fan as they hand you your cat. Never talk to you about anything. They definitely don't know your name. Um, You know what I mean? But they just (laughs) go like big fan. We threw an extra pre roll in there. That's all I need. Is like that is that that will fucking carry me. I'll take. I'll take what our friend Brian Cook has because he doesn't even look much like this celebrity, but I've seen it happen in person. We were at the frolic room and someone from across the bar like nods at him and the bartender says, next drink's on him. And then Brian turns to me and goes, that guy thinks I'm Jason Sudeikis. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it happens to him all the time. Brian, Brian has the reddest red hair. It makes no sense. Yeah. That makes me happy. One time a dude came up to me uh, in the city and was like, Yo, man, where do I know you from, man? And and that's like really humbling because that like you they you have to start like listing your own credits and right. it's like embarrassing. So I'm like, oh, maybe Guy Code uh, or uh, the show Younger, based on the when they asked me. And he's like, no, that's not it. And he's got me down like super deep in my fucking. Eye. I'm like college humor videos, and he's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to end this interaction. Then he just goes. <laughs> Did you go to Mepham High School? And I was like, yeah. He's like, dude, that's it. We went to high school together, man. Oh, and I was man. like, brutal. I looked like the biggest asshole. He's like, do I, where do I know you from? And I'm like, must be one of these following television programs. And I, they were all wrong. It, 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 that hurt. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. I had, when Andy and I uh, used to live together, and I had to quit going to the Ralphs because a guy mis, mis-celebritied me. Uh, I was on I was on an episode of that show Parenthood. And so I'm I'm checking out and the guy goes, were you on TV this week? And I was like, yeah, nice. You know, the checkout guy. And he's like, huge fan. Love it. And I was like, that's so thanks, man. I had one line. I'm like, this guy's nuts. Um, And I was like, yeah, everything's coming up, Jesse. And I didn't realize that, like, uh, that was the same week. That American Horror Story premiered, and he thought I was Evan Peters. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this is I. I now I'm a fucking mess. We did not age the same way. I didn't pan out. <laughs> I didn't pan out as well as Evan Peters. But but I'm well, saying, you didn't have that horror story money. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I didn't pan out. I didn't pan out like him. But uh, for for like three weeks of our lives <laughs> in my mid twenties, there was some crossover, and uh, and then I I went I went back, and he's like. He told me he's like love the episode this week, and that's when I figured out like something's going on here. And he's like, it's so like, how do you do that? So creepy. How do you get into that? And I was like, shit, man. And I, I'm like, he's gonna find out. And I just went to a different Ralph's the rest of the time, so I didn't never see that guy. Just um, break his heart. Yeah. So the, yeah, I only get recognized when it's not me. 
So that's <laughs> that's fun. That's I mean, it's, it's one of those things that you could like take advantage of, except if it's the grocery store guy who's going to make you lie every time you hang out. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want to no... deal with that. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. you got to wait until he gets like you have to like pull a Larry David. Right. And like try to get him fired so you can go back to your grocery store. <laughs> or, like, you know what else you could do, Jesse? You know what else you could do? What's that, buddy? You could go someplace where guaranteed nobody's going to recognize you. What are you talking about? Talking about somewhere like Mars, guys. What? Talking oh, about Mars. You could go to Mars? So uh, I could I could go way. up there? So me and my, my penis and scrotum, I can go to Mars. Sure. Well, actually, maybe not you. because Why? Uh, What are you talking about? Article on IFLScience.com. Again, someday we'll figure out what that stands for. Uh, this was sent to us <laughs> by Justin Broad. Uh, astronauts going to Mars should be only women. It's basic science. Huh. I thought they were from Venus. That's exactly right. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> of course, a broad sent this story in. <laughs> hey, Justin, we just lost our only listener. We uh, this this whole podcast is at him. I forgot to tell you. Uh, we're, just, so, we're just on speakerphone with him right now. That's what we, we do this once a week. It's just a group call. <laughs> So, yeah, we know that uh, finding the right people to go to Mars will be no easy feat. They have to be prepared for the monumental risk of never returning. They must be happy to sit in a confined spacecraft for around seven months to get there. And they need to be some of the most highly trained specialists out of any role on Earth. But according to one study, there's one more thing they should be. Every astronaut that initially travels to Mars should be a woman. The idea is not a new one. In the 1950s, the top brass of NASA's Special Committee on Life Sciences made a case for female astronauts stating that they're better suited for space flight in almost every way when compared to biological males, uh, called the Lovelace Woman in Space Program. I don't know if that's a deep throat joke or not. Uh, <laughs> their bodies are typically smaller and lighter, requiring less oxygen and fewer calories, saving weight and resources. The reproductive systems were thought to be more insulated from radiation. Sorry, men, but having testicles on the outside is not good for radioactive environments. And they're it's, less prone it's to named heart after, attacks. Uh, sorry, Randolph Lovelace the second. Randolph Lovelace is is one of the, um, the you know women in space program. I I clicked through on the link and it was from 1960 to 62. Early. That's like the start. Start right. Like wasn't 60 when Kennedy said we're gonna put a man on the moon or a person on the moon by 69? Yeah, the Mercury program was like, yeah. By the end of this decade, right. Yep. Three years in, I'm going to get shot in the head. Like, how did he know? (laughs) (laughs) It's it's weird, too, because it's a monumental speech, but it's like not that good. He's like, we're going to go to the moon and do the other things. (laughs) It's like, all right. Yeah, that's a strong end. We're going to go to the moon and we're going to add one mile per gallon to all Chevy vehicles. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> one seems a little loftier than the other, brah. So, yeah, they're less prone to heart attacks than men. In some, women require fewer resources, less space, and have a higher likelihood of coming back healthier to tell the tale. Uh, shockingly, the 50s weren't known for their gender equality and only men were chosen instead for reasons. Uh, do we still write things like that for reasons? Oh, God. Well, they didn't because want to talk about how, reasons. you know, if they went to the moon, it's like, well, how are they going to park it? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 we can't have a bunch of broads flying around in the state. What's going on? <laughs> what if we got a back end? What's happening here? <laughs> They'll eat each other alive the first time something goes wrong. 
<laughs> so yeah, they looked at uh, estimated oxygen consumption, total energy expenditure, carbon dioxide and heat production, wa- water requirements of males and females. Yeah. Basically, yeah, it's a uh, male astronaut's body size alone is more than enough to massively increase all metrics with total ex- energy expenditure rising by 30%, oxygen consumption rising by 60%. I wouldn't have thought that. Hashtag um, not all men. I've got my O2 consumption down so well. Okay. I barely nice. use any, so send me. <laughs> I mean, I'm 305 pounds, so it might be a bit of an issue on the ship, but... Bro. <laughs> also, this article... Well, you know, like, like, I love on the ship. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, guys. Yeah. We're all the same weight in space, bro. <laughs> True story. <laughs> That's me with like my fucking gut accidentally pushing the self-destruct button on the ship. Or the, Why yes, is the, it out like that? <laughs> Why is the button... <laughs> <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> but I mean, like, okay, real talk. If this happens, the first Finally. Mars mission, the first Mars mission is going to be super uh, high likelihood of 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 death or not returning to Earth. Right. And do we just think that there's still an optics difference? between men and women that would be would outweigh all the rest of this because if we send all women and they all die is that worse just in general than if a crew of men die they got to send like prisoners (laughs) in america the carceral system peak is like the mars test mission is like six six guys who had like a half an ounce of weed on them in uh, at georgia this is starting to get into like the just the plot of Armageddon, right? Yeah, like, this uh, is some Conair Armageddon shit here. Well, what what uh, why don't they why don't they just send children? You know, sure. Yeah, they're the lightest. Send all well, that's little what I'm people. Sa- yeah, yeah, just say, yeah. Like if they're all these arguments, it's like okay, but I don't know. Like if you're gonna be, um, you know, I mean, the same thing works for jockeys, right? Like horse jockeys, just smaller people. Yeah, send gymnasts. Yeah, something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Also, their TikToks would rule in zero gravity. Like, oh they're my so God. used to flipping and shit. And that's all I care about is NASA TikToks. NASA TikToks. <laughs> yeah. That's honestly, it's going to be like uh, five female scientists and Mr. Beast get sent to Mars or some shit like that. <laughs> well, dude, we talked about this. The, uh, he financed the, it. <laughs> like, well, no, there's that, send them. <laughs> one of the Sorry. two missions going to the moon right now. I forgot if it's the Artemis one. Wait, it's the non-NASA one, right? Is it space? I forgot the different organizations, but uh, Steve Aoki is going to the moon. I don't know if you know this, John. (laughs) Oh, man, my favorite pizza was Aoki's ghost pizza over the pandemic. Uh, No, I'm kidding. Uh, That's that's awesome. Someone's got to (laughs) bring sampled tunes to Mars, please. It's actually happening. I'll put the link in here if you you don't believe me. If you go to dearmoon.earth, you'll see the plans for this. This is the crew that had been selected. And oh yeah, it, yeah. I've seen, I've seen this going around. So they're actually doing it, or yeah. Steve Aoki's going to the moon. Oh, that's a, this is a civilian mission to yeah, the moon. yeah, it's, yeah. Um, the rocket developed by Elon Musk, SpaceX, will make a week. Didn't he just have one explode? Like what that was fuck? the big one that's heading to Mars eventually. They kind of like. They, they self-destructed it, but they were mainly trying to get it off the launch pad. So it was a, kind of a success. But <laughs> oh, okay. Not yeah. to be an apologist for the, yeah. Most yeah. No, no, no. Uh, that's good. Now. But I would just be slowly backing out. Like, this This seems like good press for a while, but, like, do you, do you really want to be going up there, like, <laughs> uh, as the first civilian run? And it's like, don't worry. If shit hits the fan, we got Steve Aoki. <laughs> 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 Is, is one of these guys 
what is that outfit in the lower right hand corner looks like uh the last electric warrior do you guys remember that show <laughs> i don't know which... or a tron cosplay I, I didn't click on the bios of all these guys one of them's a surfer one of them's got a deantward haircut i know we've covered this all on a past yeah, it's episode just, it's just a reality show yeah. thing yeah. happening yeah oh yeah i mean ca- it looks cast it looks yeah. casted you know what i mean did, did we like... talk about my favorite last time my favorite steve aoki fact which is that his dad created benny hana Oh yes, that did. Yes, yep. represented in the film Wolf of Wall Street as a turncoat too. Like his dad was a rat. <laughs> really? His dad is the rat in fucking Wolf of Wall Street that gets them all shut down. What? Sends, I didn't know that. His dad is the guy I think who sends Jordan Belfort to uh, whatever his name is, sends him to jail. Because like that, but, they have a Benihana deal in the movie, and then that's the dude. And I didn't know the Steve Aoki connection, which is really fun. I just knew the connection that he 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 was the one who turned. Oh, that's fucking awesome! We're sending a rat's son to the moon. America's <laughs> yeah, got shit, there. bro. But, but we are said I don't know. I don't know if there's like the the talent trickles down, but we're probably sending someone who can, in an emergency, flip any amount of food into any hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from any distance <laughs> Dude, uh, all, all of these people have like intri- like really like specific <laughs> careers and sh- I'm, I'm so obsessed with Dear Moon I'm sh- sorry you guys talked about no, this it's... but there's a, d- a dude on the crew who's named Yemi AD from the Czech Republic and his uh, position is multidisciplinary creative everyone else is like photographer actor filmmaker YouTuber surfer whatever this dude is just like multi it's like Thank God we have a versatile artist with us. Yeah, <laughs> no, guys, send me a fucking EMT. Send me a guy, an astronaut, maybe. Just one. You're soft-pedaling his most important skill, which is choreography. So we're going to get these space TikToks. <laughs> he was a choreographer for oh, Apple and Mercedes. Yep, yep I yep. see that now. <laughs> Wait, oh this is God. this we is we laugh uh, now, but so we're going to have serious? A, This is serious. This, this is, is serious. so stupid. This is real. Why no, is I this can't. happening? Who's paying for Why this? Why does anything happen anymore? What What is this? What, what yeah. the fuck is this? I'm reading it all. Hold on. The, he's an, it, Steve Aoki's an NFT futurist? What the fuck? If, like, uh, who's Miyu? Just a one-named person. She's a professional dancer and movement practitioner. <laughs> She's f- backup, though. What the don't fuck is happening? Oh, my God. Movement practitioner? Are they going to be rolfing in space? Like, what is going a movement to the moon? practitioner? I look forward to the probably science live stream of the Dear Moon funeral. Like, oh <laughs> please it's, have me back for that when, when we're. It's someone else's joke, and we said it last time we talked about it, but somebody's going to have to be the person who edits Steve Aoki's Wikipedia to add Death on the Moon. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is so weird. It'll be like the Challenger, but everyone on the ground applauds. <laughs> Like, yeah, I, let's talk about how far we've come as society. Like, it's like we're sending a teacher to space. Now it's like we're sending a choreographer to space. It's a movement practice. No, I mean this is just like a you know influencer house. Like this is shit. This is shit. What is? All right. Whatever. All right, dear Moon, are you there? It's me, Steve Aoki. Um, Off of Betty Hanna. Well, we've also got um, a story here sent in by, we'll find out who sent it in while we're bringing it up, but um, did you guys know, I know we don't have the benefit of video in this call right now, unfortunately, purely audio, but uh, parrots taught to video call each other become less lonely, finds research. Okay. Oh, Oh my God. 
I sh- my wife was on Zooms for like the whole pandemic. Imagine you had like a parrot on Zoom in the other room. That'd be a fucking nightmare no to idea. hear all day. Jesus. Oh my God. I got to take away my parrot's Wi-Fi. He's been fucking chatting it up with all the other Pasadena birds all week. <laughs> so yeah, I guess, yeah, pet parrots that are allowed to make video calls to other birds show signs of feeling less isolated. That are allowed to. Allow- <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's the, it's the reason most of them don't do it is they don't have permission. <laughs> you know what I mean? If only I'm, they were allowed to. Yeah, I haven't decided to let my cat start a business yet, but I'm going to soon when I feel we she's ready. You have a solid plan first. You can't just start any old business. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, the study involved giving the birds a tablet they could use to make video calls and found that they began to engage in more social behavior, including preening, singing, and play. The birds were given a choice of which friend to call on a touchscreen tablet. And the study revealed that the parrots that called other birds most often were the most popular choices. Wait, the parrots that called other birds most often were the most popular choices. What? That's circular, right? Hold on. If you you want to be a friend, if you want to be popular, you call people more. Is that what the thing is as a bird? Okay. Anyway, so Dr. Ileana Hirschkitz-Douglas of University of Glasgow and a co-author of the research said the video calls had helped many people feel less isolated in the pandemic, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, she added, there are 20 million parrots living in people's homes in the USA. That is way higher than I thought. That's yeah. way, that I. that's a scary high number. Yeah, most of them don't know it. That's the terrifying part. <laughs> Uh, parrots live in the walls and shit. <laughs> it could be up to three or four parrots living in all of our homes at any given time. Wait, I thought There's... I had to guess the number of dogs Isn't it would that have been stat around that, like that. You're never more than 30 feet from a parrot? Mm-hmm. Is that... Every year while you sleep, seven parrots crawl into your mouth. <laughs> yeah, how many fucking dogs? Good point. How many dogs are there? Now I'm thinking there's got to be 100 million dogs if there's 20 million parrots. Dogs in the USA... You're, so you're off the off the top of your head. You got a five to one dog parrot ratio, <laughs> yes, and I'm pretty pretty close. 70, 76 million dogs. I was pretty close, dude. All right, all right. Seventy six million. Well, surely with that many parrots, at least a hundred million canines must be inhabiting what, what, the land. Right? Well, dude was right. How about we start listing our friends who have parrots, and then our list our friends who have dogs? No, no. I I agree with you. I think it would be much higher, though. I I would never think for every five dogs there's a parrot. Oh, that's no. crazy. Same. That's insane. That's a lot of I've seen I've seen like one parrot ever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like what is this? Yeah. 20 million parrots is it like the guns? Like it's like 1% of people have Yeah, become... right. It's like there's just the doomsday prepper who has a 1000 parrots in a fucking right. warehouse. Right. <laughs> have a, has a parrot in a, army in a bunk <laughs> just in case. <laughs> Janet Reno rolls in with tanks. Like, too right. Many. right, there's a parrot compound somewhere. Jesus. <laughs> well, you got those like you got the, those flocks out in Pasadena, right? That you're talking about. Like that's a real thing because yeah, someone let them loose the- 50 years ago or something, or what happened? <laughs> yeah, I don't know the details of how it happened, but like a couple of or a handful of parrots got loose, however many years ago, and now there's a shit ton of like wild parrots around Pasadena. I think in the valley, and I think by Runyon now too. There's a bunch. Uh, you guys see the the thing in Colombia with with uh, the hippos? No. no. So when when they uh, when they caught and killed uh, Pablo Escobar, uh, oh right right, yeah. keep going and then, yeah. Then they went to his estate right because he was finally dead. They then the government rolled up to his estate like Waco style, and you know similar to Tiger King, him being a psycho 
fucking billionaire uh, guy. He had four hippos, and they're like, we can't move. Like, just leave them. We can't move these. They're hippos, you know? And they started uh, fucking and, and uh, making more hippos. Now there's so many hippos in Colombia, uh, like down by the river, you know? That's that's terrifying. Those things are date. There are more. Uh, like, in Africa, hippos kill more people than lions do. Uh, they're like fucking yeah. intense. Uh, they, 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 they are the most dangerous large animal, in, <laughs> I think, in the world. I think they might be I responsible think I've heard that for. I that as well. Yeah, that's, like definitely. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what a fucking cute, giant, hairless sea cow uh, is able to, is like the most deadly fucking that that rules. And I know that in the in the urban landscape in America, like you know downtown city blocks and things like that, every square mile there are up to thirty hippos. I've, I've, <laughs> I've heard that. I've for sure heard that. And if and if you allow them to <laughs> have Make meetings. If you allow them to take meetings. If you allow if you tell a hippo your Wi Fi password, they could turn their lives around for them. Mm. So keep that in mind. Keep it in Let mind. Let the hippos if you're cold, they're cold. Let the hippos in. <laughs> All right. I, I, I've just done some Googling because that number still seemed dodgy. It's crazy. <laughs> I found another so on statista.com that suggests twenty point six million is the number of birds owned as a pet by Even households in that. the US. Even that. Just, Even that is insane. That is still a higher number than I think, but but that is more plausible because you're adding, you know. Non-parrot you know, pet birds. Like budgies, yeah. Cockadiels, but, but, budgies. But even that, that, that could be the definition of pet just means there's a bird in your yard. Like you could claim that's your bird. <laughs> yeah. I would think 20 million people have birds in their yard sometimes. Seems like <laughs> more realistic... You know what I mean? Have you seen a bird on your property? 20 million, I'd be like, sure. But tw 20 million <laughs> fucking parrots. It's half the population of Canada. That's insane. <laughs> I'm just going to keep throwing out things that it is close to. <laughs> yeah. It's twice the population of the LA metro area. Have you guys ever been to Catalina Island where they have like mad buffaloes? Yeah, yeah. like miniature, they like brought right? them there. They brought them there for like uh, to shoot a western movie like a long time ago, and then they've just like proliferated. And there's just a shit ton of buffalo that live on. I guess you don't yep. say buffaloes with an S. So let me back up. It's, a it's also you. No, but you did use the proper shitload. You, you, <laughs> yeah, there are also apparently bison a lot rather than buffalo, as are all of the ones in America. And I only know this because we did the tour on Catalina, and the guy, the tour guide kept like very pointedly correcting us <laughs> he was like oh, oh so shit. We're, at, we're, he were like where do the buffalo live and he's like yeah so the bison tend to live uh <laughs> <laughs> okay pal i'm sorry <laughs> that oh that makes sense i think i remember that as well because that's how you did that like tour where you sit higher up in the back of the jeep i did that one he, with my in-laws yeah yeah and he drives yeah. over this because on, the only cars that are actually allowed in the central bit of the island are um like part of the conservatory like well, part of the official tours because Otherwise, everyone just rides golf carts around. It's uh, <laughs> it is a fun place. Yeah, and all the animals are smaller. So the the bison there are smaller than mainland bison because there is they don't the have much space to effect. stretch their legs. Yeah, yeah. It's the island effect. It's like the reverse evolutionary pressure. There's <laughs> there's there's there are few um, predators, but food is scarce, so they get smaller to conserve resources rather than bigger to fight. 
which is oh, why I keep cool. saying we got to send the Catalina bison to Mars and no one's listening. <laughs> yeah, if you're going to if you're going to put a bison on the rocket, then it really should be a Catalina bison. <laughs> yeah. Uh lady bison only, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, back to the parrot thing. They did a thousand hours of um, video calls. So they have a thousand hours of footage of eighteen pet parrots. It suggested that they were indeed uh, benefiting from these video calls in the wild. Good luck watching of- that without jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't realize I was muted. I was like, I was like, no one is laughing at this fucking bison joke, and. Uh, <laughs> It's like I'm bombing over here. I was talking about how they're flightless, you know, because they're sure. only like these are flightless. But, you know, I was like, that's kind of funny. That's solid. Yeah. But by uh, the way, there is there is like a chat thread uh, as part of this app that we're using. And it's like got a few links in it, but it mostly says Jesse has muted. Jesse has unmuted their audio over no, so, and over again. Okay, So the, the listeners know everyone knows um, I live like on a train track. Not even like, oh, okay. next to it. Like it, like it goes just through my house. There's a tunnel in my living room. It between it's between the couch and the television. A train goes through. <laughs> so I have to mute. It's like a fucking music video. Yeah, from the 90s. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have to I have to mute a lot. Sorry. Anyway. Oh no, no worries. You guys must well, just make it. sure you unmute, dude. It's not our fault. Get You're ready. in Nashville by a train track. There must be some hobos, right? Of course. Yeah, I mean, and I'm talking full like can of beans, right? Bindle. You know, like classic. Yeah, More chalking. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be because I I know somebody who moved to Bakersfield from Joshua Tree because he thought it would give him some. He's a musician and thought he would like uh, through osmosis just like get the Bakersfield, California country in his bones or something. <laughs> Weird. I don't think it's- I don't think that's how it happens. <laughs> right, <laughs> but it's got to be the same for Nashville, right? People go out there and it's like, oh, just by being here, I'm gonna like become an authentic country dude and ride the rails and uh yeah i mean i don't know if riding the rails is part of it um that's a country thing isn't it Nah, it's more blues right oh i guess riding the rails harmonicas yeah sure um no country is more like you're on a horse or something yeah but songs about trains that's a country trope right um i guess i guess you don't hear many many newer songs about trains uh transition thanks obama yeah, I don't know what that <laughs> no, no, I like transition to trucks. Or, yeah, I don't know, but there used to be quite a lot of train songs. Sure, you know. Anyway, there's a band called Train. They have a ton of songs. Sure. <laughs> yep, they got a lot of them. They got a lot. I'm, of them. I'm, I'm helpful. Value added. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I bring a lot. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is so, a band called, so, so these birds call so these birds. Yes. Yeah, so the, they, they, in the wild, they live in large flocks, but as pets, they tend to be kept alone or in small groups. Uh, isolation and boredom can cause birds to develop psychological problems, which can manifest as rocking. Oh, I didn't know that was a problem. I thought that was a feature. Uh, pacing back and <laughs> forth or self-harming behaviors such as feather plucking. Uh, video calling could reproduce some of the social benefits of living in a flock, according to researchers. Uh, they were recruited from users of Parrot Kindergarten, an online coaching and educational program for parrots and their owners. The birds first learned to ring a bell and then touch a photo of another bird on the screen of a tablet device to trigger a call to that bird with the assistance of their owners. In total, the birds made 147 deliberate calls to each other during the study, while owners took detailed notes of the birds' behaviors, and researchers later re- re- reviewed the video footage. 
Uh, Dr. Jennifer Acuna of Northeastern University and co-founder of Parrot Kindergarten said the parrots seemed to grasp that they were engaging with other birds because their behavior mirrored that scene during real life interactions. All the participants in the study said they valued the experience. Wait, they said that? Uh, and would want to continue using the <laughs> system. Value the experience. Yeah. <laughs> value the experience. <laughs> five stars. Thank you for the experience. Five, five stars. <laughs> uh, they would want to continue using the system with their parrots in the future. So yeah, some would sing, some would play around and go upside down. Others would want to show another bird their toys. Well, this is great. This is a positive use of uh, video technology. Man, I just, yeah. I mean, I, it's, yeah, bird people are already weird. And then, it, and then like, I can just imagine meeting the guy like, so my parrot and I are in a study. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my parrot kindergarten. Like, all right. Like, everyone has tried to get out of a conversation about this <laughs> with these people. God, they got- in like episode 800 of your podcast, you're going to be like, parrots are addicted to screens. We have to limit parrot screen time. <laughs> yeah. It's affecting their, that parrots are more miserable. They're comparing themselves to other parrots online and they're not making r- parrot friends in the real world. No one's parallel playing anymore. Parallel playing anymore. <laughs> they don't get it. It's all filters. It's not even real parrots. This isn't. <laughs> Come on, parrots. I think his plumage really looks like that in person. Like, yeah, it's uh it's pretty nuts. Yeah, imagine how much harder COVID was on bird people, though, because without somebody to see that you have a bird on your shoulder, it's like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty I, I was pretty grateful for the cat, you know, during COVID. But I feel like if I just if if I just had a bird, you know, it would be kind of a, it would get very burdensome. No pun intended. Sure. It would just get very like, I wonder how many people let their birds go during COVID. Like a, you know what I mean? Like a month Figure in, just like fuck. <laughs> God, dude, that is a great point. A lot of people are like, "This is this will help," and then like, like the kids are like, "What happened to Birdie?" And it's like, "Don't don't stress." You know, they he needed he's, to leave. He's in a better place now. He's fine. he's fine. He went to fly over a farm. <laughs> he's in the sky farm. You're gonna he's gonna love it. <laughs> 20 million parrots. I know. It's still too many. It's blown my mind. No, it's, yeah. Again, Matt's number is probably the right one, but still 20 that's, million That's birds. still too many. That's still too, that's way too many. And none of them are real. That's the craziest thing. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, did you guys, uh, I know, Jesse, you're not on our email. We got to get you on our email, but Matt, I'm sure you saw this email we got from a young listener. Um, I forgot if he said we can use his name. Oh, he doesn't care if we talk about him on the podcast, but um, okay. I just wanted to give a shout out to a ninth grade listener who emailed in. Uh, he loves us and says he loves science. I'm sorry. And he found us through the star talk podcast when Matt was on. And uh, he has two questions for us. One, if the podcast is still going on later, once he's got his physics degree, could we have him on in eight years? Yes. And I'll say a hundred percent. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Hell yeah. Call your shot. The podcasts are going to be around forever. Let, yeah. Let, let, let very sorry for what we've done to you already. You should not be listening to this. Yeah. I but. Well, hopefully he just started now. Ninth grade, I think, is probably like a reasonable starting point. No? Uh, he's watching breastfeeding videos on fucking Instagram. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's just angrily listening with his four parents. <laughs> I used to like these guys. <laughs> God. Oh, speaking of that, what is the worst thing you guys see when you go to the search screen on your Instagram? 
I don't have oh. Instagram, but I, I got to get it, though. No, you don't. No, don't. Well, Save no, because it's everybody. Uh, that's so many people here, like, um, you know, getting back into uh, stand up and stuff. Uh, and all they're all the comics are new now. They're all, I don't know any of them. And they're all like, I want to have you on my show. What's your Instagram? And I just go, I've got Twitter. And they're and like, then none of them have it. So it's like right. how you get booked is they uh, send you an Instagram DM. And I'm like, I don't give a shit, though. I don't. You know, <laughs> but I got to get not... on the shows. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you could do it just for that. Like, I never post anything on the grid. It's like, I just, I don't know. Yeah, it's stupid. okay. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so you know, I've, I ruined, don't know. I've ruined mine. I just, it's all pimple popping. I forgot I've talked about this before. Oh yeah, like, we've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I think I, I've talked about this before too. But my Instagram knows me. Like my for you page is like terrifying. How well it knows me, and it just adds tits to like all my favorite stuff it's like here's busty scuba divers here's busty weightlifters like it just knows i'm heterosexual in such an uncomfortable way where it's like oh you like camping right i'm like "Uh uh-huh and it's like well how about big tittied women in their tents i'm like yeah okay sick Uh, that's fine oh yeah let me see oh you like van life stuff well you'd be surprised how many busty women live in vans and it's like jesus christ you're like a fifth grader in the 80s I know. That's, that's I like know. the type of that's like the type of sex stuff you're. Oh man, you see the honkers in that RV. <laughs> I mean, I all I practiced. I was like a fifth grader in like '91, so you're. I was close. Okay, all right, fair, <laughs> yeah. fair. Yeah, fair. so maybe I. I just. Oh yeah, I definitely have not developed since then. That makes sense. No, I get like it. truly, truly, any new subculture I get into, Instagram eventually delivers me busty women doing it. So like, I, it's crazy. I remember it's it's so weird when you're that age. The um, like whatever you first see or whatever you first experience is like this. It's I mean it's not fair. It has nothing to do with you. It's whatever's presented to you as this is the ideal woman, or what whatever you're into. This is the ideal. This is what you're supposed to want to fuck. Whatever that's presented to you at that age, it messes with you. Like, I I was in fifth grade. That's when I found my dad's Playboys. That's when I found him. It was awesome. It was great. It was a great day. And But they were all older, like from the 80s Playboys. So I was looking through them, and, and everyone was just very greasy, very lubed. Oh uh, yeah, oil, Big oil, time baby oil. Decades. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. the. It was the baby oil was in much like the the like nineteen ninety seven to two thousand five war on eyebrows. You know right. where everyone had just had that little line of an eyebrow. Baby oh, oil. Yeah. That was the. Everyone was oiled, and I for for the longest time before I even knew what I was talking about or wanted, my ideal woman was just very shiny. You know. <laughs> I was in. I was like, I was like, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm, I can't wait to grow up and get myself a shiny, fucking girlfriend. That'll be great, you know. And uh, I, I still catch myself at the gym sometimes. Like, you know, it's, I'm like, oh, nice. You know, someone's all sweaty. Oh, this woman spilled her viscous beverage all over her body. How convenient I don't know why. for what I like. Yeah, I don't know why everyone was just covered in fucking oil, and you're just like, you know, yeah. Yeah, uh, same, that that seems cool. Same. I was like uh, twelve in nine in like the early nineties. So all my porn references, like I still as a 
like I like Bush. I, this ninth grader is re- learning a lot here. <laughs> sure, he's already he's in for a penny. Yeah, he's in. <laughs> but yeah, like the segment is all about you, so ch- chop out this bit specifically and give it to your friends. Right. <laughs> Did you guys see yeah. Augie's tweet where he's like, "I like him. I like when they shave it so it looks bigger." <laughs> <laughs> That's really <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, uh, anyway, <laughs> oh, Rory had one more question. I forgot to get to Rory's second question. And we yeah, didn't talk no, about no, but I know what you mean. Right? I know how that my 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 first memorable boner was Jessica Rabbit. Seriously, it was Jessica okay. Rabbit. I remember it. I was because I was wearing my mom's scrubs. Those were my pajamas when I was a kid. Dude, I same here. <laughs> my mom was, was a nurse. Yeah, and my like, mom was she like a bring home scrub nurse. So I was wearing her. I, I would go to bed every. I would wear her old scrubs, and I got this Jessica Rabbit boner, and I still remember it. And I just think every time, even like just that type of side part, I'm still just like, yep. And then I think, <laughs> what what the fuck? Like, because I can, I think that's when that got planted. It's stupid. To if get I rid of like a Jessica Rabbit boner, you have to hit it with a giant cartoon mallet. Right? That's what I do. <laughs> I carry one of those, but but that's hammer it down into it back inside. Well, yeah, that's why I'm into that painting the glory hole idea. That was very exciting for me. That's why I had to mute. <laughs> and then you have like a little uh, your pecker does like an accordion thing, like Wiley e. Coyote after yeah, he falls yeah. off a cliff. <laughs> then you stick your thumb in your mouth and blow it to make it come back out again. <laughs> yeah. But this could tie. That's why maybe that's why people do the Simpsons Family Guy porn. That's my. You know, okay. We maybe. all up with Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, no, I mean they're just like they get older and they're like, "That's what I wanted. I wanted." Like we're too old for it, but so, but they've had to be like Lois Griffin is the right. ideal woman. Right. She is they ideal. Just didn't have the luck of ha- right for me, guys. It'll never get better than uh, Moonlighting era Sybil Shepherd. Sorry, fight me. Like it's that's that Ooh, was mine. That's a good one. No, no, Sybil. no. I I I. I 100% get it. The first time I saw my cousin Vinny, Marissa Tomei, game over. Fucking game over. Oh, oh God. Yeah. You know what I mean? mean? Like, and I was, man- I was a kid. I, I was really young because it was like my parents' like favorite movie. And I was just like, that's whatever that is. That's all I want in life. You know? Weirdly enough, like all of my childhood crushes, uh, all the women that I crushed on growing up, all ended up being like gay icons, which I think it says something super complex about sure. my sexuality. Yeah, but yeah. Like Melissa all brassy. Etheridge, <laughs> yeah. All, four yeah. non-blondes. No, I, I mean more like Fran Drescher and Cher and oh, okay. uh, Megan oh. Mullally in Will and Grace. Like all of these like brassy broads were. Uh, oh, yeah, Peg yeah. Bundy. Yeah. No, I was very into brassy, like funny, you know. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, my my only complaint about Marissa Tomei, not shiny enough. Not shiny enough. She needs to, you know. Get some engine grease from that um, dead center top strike part of the engine. uh, So what was the second? So our young listener has a second question. question. (laughs) A young listener. He he wants to know... He he wants to know if we have know anything about writing and publishing a scientific paper. The answer is no, we do not. He has an idea. If he's designing something as a, a CI2 scrubber for car exhaust that he's trying to design. Uh, and he, he gives some information on that. But l- listen, we don't know anything about publishing a scientific paper or anything about this specific branch of, enge- uh, branch of engineering. But listeners m- may do. We sometimes have listeners who do. So if you do or this is something... And you wouldn't mind being put in contact with a keen and science-minded 
young future scientist, maybe we can connect you guys. Uh, so yeah, listeners, I, let me know. I know. Uh, I know a lot about a uh, study, like like doing studies, and then the paper that results from that. Um, like I could talk you through getting like IRB approval and shit, um, so you could conduct a study. But uh, I, I I don't know anything about writing the paper. I did. I went to ChatGPT after getting this email, though, because this does seem like the kind of thing that that is perfect for. And it did give me an exhaustive list of steps. I can't guarantee the veracity of them, but I, I feel like that's the kind of thing where you could probably use ChatGPT without worrying too much about getting something that's totally off. So that's an, actually it might be an interesting place to start just to see the steps. It's certainly better than advice we could give. And then if we do get listeners writing in, we yeah, but put I, you I, in touch. I don't know how you... I'm I'm just trying to figure out how you would I mean once you're in university you've got it made because any university you go to especially for science stuff is going to have like they're going to have all that they're going to have their own press they're going to have their own like IRBs and things like that where, where okay, they, what is I sorry IRB that's a that's gotta... a review the review board it's like you have to have uh, even for like non-medical purposes whatever if you're going to do a study that involves almost anything a third party for everything to be fair and blind, like like everything is encrypted through third party, but it's very old school, like to keep things double blind. So okay. there's a bunch of people you never meet if you're like in a, involved in a study. Um, Except through a hole, correct? Yeah, it's kind of a glory hole system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but most the glory of, comes when you find your hypotheses. Most good universities have their own IRB. That's my point, and that's a, that's a board that meets like once a week and figures out what studies can go ahead because they match the ethical, you know, because they're on the level um, and non biased and shit. But if it's just testing a product or like, you would have to you you would have to do this against the non carbon scrubbed. I, I, get, I think it's easier to get peer-reviewed once you're in school. That's my point, because there are peers to review it. Right, I have right. no idea how, if I just thought of something, how I could get that published in a scientific... But I don't want to stop what might be... No, no, know, me, like, me neither. I'm saying precocious. I don't... I, I think it is possible. I think you can, just if you've got a cool idea. I think you can do that. I just... So much of it's done through the university system that I don't know how. Right. Well, I, I bet someone's going to write it. You can always tweet at us at probably science or email probably science at gmail.com if you have any advice for a young listener. Yeah, I think that's fucking awesome. Guys in touch. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's so rad. Chase it. Whatever, man. That Figure that out. That's <laughs> It's so funny. Like, hey, I want to do something that's bigger than anything you've ever done. You have any advice for me? It's like, uh, uh. Yeah, we're just wrapping up the like, if Jessica Rabbit was more lubed up, then maybe. And then. <laughs> I'm such a fucking idiot. <laughs> he comes in the room to like show his parents listen i'm on the podcast oh wait stop listening stop listening right, right. they put down their parents and listen <laughs> well thank you for writing in rory we yeah, appreciate thank you. it that's that's amazing that's uh, very listening. cool and i yeah. think we should wrap up the main episode um and then we'll maybe do a quick Quick story, John, if you have time to stick around for like five, ten minutes on yeah, our Patreon like supporters. Oh, hell yeah. You can always find the link to Patreon there on probablyscience.com and, uh, you know, the entire archive of almost 500 episodes now. It's, we got to figure out something for episode 500 coming up here, guys. Oh, we do. Oh, that's awesome. It's too many. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. <laughs> I have 400 and something of High and Mighty and I, you know, I, am, I don't know what to do with myself. So I get it. <laughs> 
But uh, John, where can listeners find you and things that you want them to see? I'm uh, at Gabris on all social media. Uh, check out 101 Places to Party Before You Die on HBO Max. And uh, I have a Patreon podcast as well called Action Boys, which is a, uh, you know, uh, three men talking about uh, action movies for longer than the uh, run times of the movies. It's not for everyone. It's probably not for uh, anybody, but we are doing it, and some people are listening, so please jump on there. Uh, as the strike cool. goes on and as the Hollywood middle class disappears, <laughs> Patreon is where I'm getting my bread buttered, so see you over there, please. That is a great point. This could be an interesting time for people uh, – or, or oh, yeah. it's just like even more only oh, yeah. fans than during COVID. It's either it's one <laughs> or the other. Like, <laughs> True. Yeah. But yes. And uh, again, at probably science, probably science at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter individually at Andy T. Wood, at Matt Kirshen, at Jesse K. Jesse S. Case, Jesse Case. Why do I always mess it up? Just, just, just Jesse Case. At Jesse Case. At Jesse yeah, Case. Yeah, there's no S. There's no need to be an S in there. You know, it's fine. Yep. And fine. Uh, you can find us all there and again we appreciate you guys sticking with us all these years and we will see you next time bye bye, bye. bye.